With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to another exciting edition of Herpin' Time Radio. We'd like to thank you for taking the time away from battling your personal demons to listen to Herpin' Time Radio. Anyway, I'm Justin Geyer, sitting at Herpin' Time Radio Master Control. I'm joined with uh, my friend and the wild man, J.D. Hartzell, out there in Pennsylvania. What's going on, J.D.? I tell you what, I'm sick of winter, brother. I'm sick of the cold. I want to get out herping. I know you feel the same way about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of snow come through. We had a little bit of snow come through. The news made it sound like it's going to be a storm of the century, but it's only about four inches. Um, knocked my internet out earlier. My dish was full of snow. Um, so we were kind of a little worried about the show, but it, it ended up working out. Um so that's what's going on here. Anyway, um, J.D., we've got a very exciting guest tonight. We've got Kim Bell Ross um, from the crew of The Walking Dead. Did, she did the reptile work, and I've been a big fan of The Walking Dead. You know, I mean, I started watching it on the midnight shift at the prison I work at on inmate TVs, and um, kind of got hooked, and, well, it, uh, things changed. And um, I haven't seen any of the latest season but I'm all caught up up to that point. And, um, you know, I buy the Blu-rays when they come out and watch them wherever I want to. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that uh, I, started, I, started, I started watching The Walking Dead. When we were, you, I remember you talking about it. Then I started watching and I became a big fan of it. So I have you to thank you for me to be a fan of The Walking Dead. So this will be an awesome show. Yeah, I didn't start watching until like the second season. And then I had to go back and watch the first season, and I, then, you know, I cooked and I stayed with it. So way out in the country, J.D., I can't get cable out here. Um, Internet's kind of spotty at times, and, and I'm not paying for satellite TV, so sorry, guys. So I just wait till Blu-rays come out. There it is. But anyway, J.D., um, I guess we better play some ads here, so um, I almost forgot about them, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, I know, brother. <laughs> And here's our Herpin Time Radio sponsors. ZillaRules.com for all our reptile, amphibian, pets needs. Many products to keep our pets happy and healthy. Feed those hungry reptiles at ColdBloodedCafe.com. Get prices online and nationwide flat rate shipping is available. Stony LLC. He's got the great snake hooks, the stump rippers, and other great products. Go check him out. Animal Equipment by Stony LLC. Support U.S. ARC. They fight for us to keep herps. Well, J.D., I'm glad we're back to Christy's voice on that instead of yours. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What do you think? CustomCages.com, wet or dry, large or small, or somewhere in between. We build truly custom reptile enclosures to fit the specific needs of your animals. You have a choice. Choose CustomCages.com. All right, now before we bring Kim on, um, you know you guys can call into the show at 213-943-943. Three six four four, and you can tell us now what you couldn't tell us before. All right, JD, you ready to bring Kim on? I'm ready, brother. All right. 
Kim Bell Moross, welcome to Herkin Time Radio. Hey guys, how's it going? All right, all right. We're really excited to have you on the show. Um, I'm kind of a loss of where to start, I guess. Um, how about uh, how did you get to working with the reptiles on um, the AMC show, Walking Dead? Um, it's actually it's it it goes all the way back to my childhood. It's not like a a quick thing. It I um I was very fortunate. I was born and raised right here in Atlanta, Georgia, and my dad loved to camp, and we would spend you know two to three weeks at a time out in the woods camping. And um, my dad, we'd go hiking, and he'd say hey, you know, there's a snake up here. It's at the base of this tree. Just leave him alone, you know, and he's not going to bother you. So I was very fortunate um, not to have that fear instilled in me as a young child. And so um, I went on to become a junior ranger by the time I was eight because I was spending so much time in the state parks, learning more about snakes, learning about amphibians. And um, as I approached, you know, my 20s, it was all about, the club scene and everything, and I kind of forgot about my my ways in the woods. But um, I've come back to it, and um, I had somebody contact me in a, from L.A. and said, "Hey, we need you know snake wranglers in Georgia for these movie sets." And I heard that you handle venomous snakes, and I said, "I do." And I went on one movie set, and that's all she wrote. Um, producers started asking for me specifically, um, which was great because I know the laws in Georgia, I know the animals, and I can help them keep scenes more authentic. Um, It's not just with The Walking Dead, it's with a lot of different shows and movies here in Atlanta. And um, so it's been a blast. I mean, it's it's a dream come true. I get paid to herp. That's awesome. Um, Let's see, I was thinking about the, the reptiles I've seen on The Walking Dead. I can remember... Copperhead that scared scared the horse that tossed Daryl in the creek. Right. Season two, and then um, uh, see Daryl ate a I think it was Eastern Diamondback rattlesnake. He did. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, or they made it look like he did. We yeah. all know he didn't really do it, but um, right. And then uh, really. I think it was Ingrid ate a uh, red foot tortoise. I remember seeing that. Right. Um, that's all. I, that's all I can really remember off the top of my head. Right. Well, we we haven't. Um, this season is season nine, and this year we have had snakes um, on okay. set. Um, it was a hunting scene with Norman Daryl, and um, mm-hmm. he's. You know, people who are watching The Walking Dead know that we've kind of um, we've kind of done a time jump. So we've we've jumped ahead six years. Um, Norman, we find Norman has come become like this grizzly man kind of living out in the woods doing his own thing. Um, and one of the things he's doing is trapping animals. And so a black racer um, makes it on, on a tree, and Norman gets it with his arrow, and he, he skins it. Um, it was a real snake, uh, but it was a roadkill. And we um, sourced it from some good friends of ours that have a nonprofit here in Georgia, and we were able to make a nice donation to them for them getting us some roadkill specimens. So it was great. Um, 
and I got to gotten skin snakes on set and teach Norman how to do it too. So he looks like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And JD, what do you have? No, I was going to ask you, Kim, what is the biggest, biggest snake that you found on set? Uh, this past season is going to be a rat snake. Um, and Unfortunately, I did get a picture of it, but I, it still is not showing the size of it. Unfortunately, when I found it, they were up. I was under the bridge. They were on top of the bridge shooting a scene with Norman and one of the other characters having a fist fight. And so I'm trying to be quiet, but I found this enormous rat snake, and I actually thought it was two or three um, and possibly mating until I got up on it and realized it was just one, and it is the biggest. It was well over six feet, um, and I was just giddy, and I'm looking around for anybody, just anybody, any of the grips, anybody around to take a picture of me with the snake because nobody's going to believe how big this snake is. And um, so I was struggling to actually get it um, because it was so strong. It was its body girth was that of like an indigo, like an eastern indigo. Very, It was a very hardy snake, and I finally managed to get him, and I'm struggling with him out from underneath the bridge, and then the camera crew looks down, and they're like, oh, my God, she's got an anaconda. And I was like, no, 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 it's just a rat snake. It's just a rat snake, and, you know, everybody was flipping out because nobody likes snakes there except for me. Um, well, a couple of the, the cast do, but um, – Oh, I was giddy. Last year it was the copperhead. Last year was the 43-inch copperhead. That that was – Oh, wow. I was crying, and, and people were looking at me. They were like, what's wrong with the snake wrangler? And I'm like, you don't understand. They don't get this big. <laughs> like, no, it's a huge. giant. This, this is not normal. You know, and everybody's looking at me, and they're like, you're crazy. And I said, no, you know, and I had to tail it. You know, I never tail copperheads. Copperheads are easy. You hook them, you get them in the bucket. This one was too big to just hook. He had to hook and tail, um, and it was awesome. But the habitats that we're in are so out in the middle of nowhere. There is no one around where we're shooting. And so the wildlife there gets to get big and get to get old. There's not everybody, you know, the old folks around killing snakes. These snakes are old snakes. They are enormous, and it is so fun. <laughs> All right, Cam. Um, what was uh, what were some of your favorite scenes that you've been involved in in the filming? I think probably. Gosh, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm always if if we're filming outside, I'm I'm out there. Um, whenever you see the um the water scenes i'm always yeah usually i'm right there um this year it was norman um he was spear fishing in a creek and the scene was maybe i don't even think they showed more than 30 seconds of him doing that and then he he fought a, a walker a water walker and i'm actually right behind the water walker and so that day was so hot. It was so hot that day. And you know, it's mid midsummer in Georgia. And um and I'm in my waders and 
I got to get in in the the river that we were in, and so I stood there for four hours <laughs> while shooting the scene over and over and over and getting different angles. And right after that, I'm, I'm standing down in the water with Norman, and one of the greenskeepers looks at me, and we kind of have these hand signals because. Some of our cast are absolutely petrified of snakes, and if they think there's a snake on set, they won't even come on set to shoot. So we have to be huh. very careful about who who knows what's going on. And so one of the Greens guys came, and he did a motion with his hand like a snake, and Norman, Norman caught it. Norman goes, wait, what? What? Where is it? And I said, don't, you know, just finish shooting your scene. You're good. Let, you know, um, I'll go check it out. And so the very next scene we were going to be shooting was in this little pond right by the river, and there was a tree walker where the the walker was actually growing into the tree, and there's this pond behind it. Well, there was an enormous cotton mouse in there, and there's mud everywhere, and I'm in these heavy waders, and they're like, you got to get that snake. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, we got to get the snake out of here before Norman comes over and sees it because Norman gets excited. But then he also gets a little weary, you know, like how many more are there, you know, what's going to happen. So I wanted to catch this before Norman got up there and saw it. And it took me, it took me a minute to get it. Um, but here I am, I'm, I'm a little over five foot and I'm laughing because I'm chasing the snake around set and I look over and our camera crew and our grips and everybody are all standing there with their phones out videoing it. All guys. <laughs> videoing the girl on set chasing the venomous snake around set and um and we got it and norman didn't even know about it and we sh were able to shoot the scenes and then afterwards we were like yeah there was a cotton mouse right there where you were shooting so we wait until <laughs> him until after <laughs> that's all right well um favorite. yeah that's awesome well, uh, earlier you said, you know, some of the actors were fans of her, so actually liked the reptiles. Which, which actors were those? They do. Um, we have a new character that has come on, and um, she plays Kelly. And um, her name is Angel Theory, and she's this young, fantastic actress. And my first day, or her first day on set, she comes up to me and she goes, are you the snake wrangler? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, oh, my God, I love snakes. I have a snake of my own, but, you know, I'm down here from New York, so I don't have any of my animals with me. If you find one, will you let me know? I want to hold it. And I said, well, I can let you see it, even though I really shouldn't do that, but I can't let you hold anything. I said, I've got to get them. We've got to get them off the, off the set. And, um, and so – it's funny because if she thinks I'm on to something and she's not shooting her scene, she's hot on my heels. But Norman <laughs> is the same way. Norman is is hilarious. He's like the little boy on set. He's like, what you got in the bucket? What's in the bucket? What's in the bucket? And if I have something, he wants to see it, but he doesn't really want to see it. Like he wants to see it from a distance. Um but if I'm holding something, if I just pick up something, because we have rat snakes, they are literally everywhere. I've I've even started naming the ones that live on Hilltop. But we have these rat snakes everywhere, and I'll pick one up, and um, some of the cast will even come up and start asking questions. And it's a great opportunity because I've been able to do a lot of outreach and educational outreach yeah. on set. And, 
it's been fantastic. Some people have never touched a snake before, touched a wild snake. Um, and they, a lot of them have told me, you know, I always grew up thinking the only good snake is a dead snake, and now I'm getting excited whenever I see you on set because they're like, we are always wondering, what are you going to catch next? And so it's been such a, a blessing to be there because I've kind of opened the eyes of so many people. And um, they even reach out to me now, some of the cast and crew, outside of when we're filming and say, hey, I found this in my yard. What is it? And so it's been great. You know, we're we're saving lives and educating and getting people excited about wildlife. And it's just been fantastic. Um, Andrew Lincoln, you know, this was his last season. And right. we were so fortunate um, to have his children come on set. And so Andy, we're shooting, you know, some of the last scenes for his season and his children are there and, and they're British, you know, Andrew's British and mm-hmm. these children come running up to me on set and with these beautiful little British accents and they're like, are you the snake wrangler? And I said, yes, I am. And they're like, do you have anything in the bucket? And I said, no, <laughs> I don't. For the rest of the day, I had Andrew Lincoln two children on my hip and we ran around the set looking at the broadhead skinks and I was showing them where the turtles were and you know where I found different things and Andy came up to me later on that night and he goes I just got to tell you my kids think you are the coolest person here and I'm sitting here thinking are you kidding me me I'm the <laughs> coolest person here you're Andrew Lincoln do you hear yourself you know so there's so many times that I have to pinch myself because I love my job, but I love this show, and there's there's times that I'm sitting there and we're shooting something, and I see them all come, you know, the, a lot of the cast together, and we're shooting something, and I, I have these aha moments, and I'm like, good God, I am on this show. I am the snake wrangler for The Walking Dead. There's never a day that doesn't go by that I am not 100% giddy about being on set. I think I probably have permagran the whole time I'm there because I'm so excited. So it's not just the animals that I get to catch, but actually being there. Um, The only downside is I know what's going to happen. And so I try to walk away. When we're shooting um, some pretty heavy scenes, I try to stay away, or I'll even tell them. I'll say, look, if if something major is going to happen, I don't want to know. Like, let me know so I can walk off. I'll go look elsewhere or next set, you know, for snakes. I don't want to know what's going to happen. So I'm able to um, – a lot of things get kept secret from me, um, which is great, and I love that part. But sometimes we're filming something, and I'm like, oh, crap, are you kidding me? Um, like when Carl got bit last year. Yeah. I knew that that was going to happen, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, are you kidding me? No, no. You know, as a fan, I'm I'm dying. I'm like, this, this can't happen. This is, you know, people, the fans are going to riot. This is not going to go over yeah. well, and, you know, I'm, I know this, but I can't tell anybody. We don't talk about it. Um, so you're walking around with this huge weight on your shoulders that you know, and you can't say anything to anybody about anything. Um, mm-hmm. And you just have to wait for it to play out, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I saw that. Y'all should have pulled me off set. I didn't want to see that. Um, but that day was very cold, and I actually did find um, snakes that day. So 
they're always there. Where we shoot, there's always snakes um, and turtles, lots of turtles. So it's, oh, yeah, it's down just great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Down in yeah. South Georgia, that whole area, that's awesome herping down there. It's fantastic. Where we shot the helicopter scene um, with Jadis and Rick, uh, where Rick gets picked up by the helicopter, that was right on the Flint River. And um, beautiful. I mean, as soon as we pulled up, I said, are you kidding me? This is where I get to work today. And everybody's looking at me. They're like, oh, my God, there's going to be snakes everywhere. And they were right. There were snakes everywhere. Um, But as soon as we pulled up and we got up to the Flint River, there was some sandy bank. And actually, the bank where Rick washes up on shore right before he's taken into the helicopter, that whole bank, you couldn't see it from from the camera. But it is littered with eggshells from turtles, and I was in heaven because all these turtles were hatching while we were there, and little painted turtles and little yellow-bellied sliders, and some of the turtles that would pop up you know, while we're shooting were enormous, and I'm like, I've never seen a painted turtle that big in the wild. But once again, we're on this property that nobody lives on. No one has ever lived there. It's mm-hmm. you know protected. It's it's beautiful. And um, and so Andy is shooting the scene, and, and he is one of the most brilliant actors I've ever worked with. And he's he's a method actor. He gets very into a scene, and this is a a very pivotal moment in season nine with Andy on the beach and. He he starts to walk down there, and he's like, are we all good? And I said, yeah, we're, we're all good. He's like, did you find anything? And I lied, and I've never lied to Andy on set. And I said, nope, I didn't find anything. But right where he was laying, there was like this big piece of driftwood, and on the other side I had gotten caught to cottonmouth. And I knew if Andy knew that I had caught those venomous snakes right there, that was going to alter the way he played out that scene, and I knew I couldn't say a thing. So what I did is they're shooting that scene, and I'm just off camera just in case another one pops up that I have not seen yet. And um, But we got through it. There was no more snakes that day. It was perfect. Andy shot the scene. We all cried. You know, and and that was our last with Andy, and it, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day for me. I was catching snakes, um, so it was great. It was really great. Awesome, awesome. You know, and I'm I'm loving hearing this this uh, this stuff. You know, kind of behind the scenes, how you're interacting, and how even the the native wildlife's playing a big part. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting stuff that that most people don't really get to hear, and it's. You know, and I kind of envision it while you're saying it. It's really awesome to, yeah. to hear all this. The the habitats are phenomenal. Um, we we get to see. You know, I'm a big. Um, I do a lot of animal rescue. Um, besides working on The Walking Dead, and um, sometimes on set we may find a snake that he's got a stuck shed or he's not looking so good, and I'll take them, and, you know, I'll rehydrate them. I'll help get the stuck shed off and get them, you know, released in better condition than when I caught them. 
and that was the case um, this year with a box turtle in the scene where um, Eugene and Rosita cover themselves in mud um, in the the um, lagoon area, and they're hiding from the walkers. I actually found a, a box turtle there, and he was so sick, and I knew he had an upper respiratory infection, but he was missing his front legs. And so I gathered him up, and we got him to Chattahoochee Nature Center, which is licensed for reptile rehabilitation here in Georgia, and they estimated him to be over 40 years old, and both of his feet had rotted off. So we've lovingly named him Stumpy, and I'm hoping to add him to my permit, and he will be part of our education program. um, Okay. For so he's he's doing great now. I mean, he he was literally on death's door. I I didn't know if he would pull through or not, but he has, and um, it's great. I mean, it's great to be able to be active, and and all the walkers. That was a big walker scene that day, and they're all in makeup, and they're looking at me, and they're like, "Is he gonna be okay?" And and you're trying to explain to them, "Well, this doesn't look good. He's got an upper respiratory infection. He's missing his front feet, and you've got all these walkers standing around you." In full makeup, and, but they're being serious. You know, they're genuinely concerned about this turtle. And um, there's been a couple of times, you know, um, where the the walkers we sometimes we have, you know, 200 people in makeup on on set, and that's a lot of bodies on top of our regular cast and crew. But I got to uh-huh. make sure that there's no snakes in the area, and. Um, and I did find one one time, but it was a little ring neck. But people who don't know snakes don't think, you know, they just know it's a snake and, oh, my God, it's going to kill me. And so I'm trying to do – it was the it was the last season when we shot the whole scene um, at the trash heap with Jadis, and all of her people had turned into walkers, and they were going into the meat grinder. So we had tons oh, yeah, of people yeah. on set that day. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a cool day. And so I'm I'm trying I'm holding up this little tiny ring neck and I'm like totally harmless, you know, telling them about the snake and and I'm looking around and I'm realizing I've got a hundred people in makeup hanging on every word I'm saying and I said, you know, this is gonna be one of those things I think about when I'm on my deathbed. This is gonna be one of those moments that because I'm educating a hundred people in Walker makeup, you know, and it just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm not going to lie. I have the best job in the world. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. With that, we're going to go into a mid show break. Kim, we will be right back in just a few minutes. Okay. Perfect. Oh, to tell me. Do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go? Oh, you let your feet run wild 
I'm Justin Geyer. I'm with the wild man, J.D. Hartzell, and uh, we are talking to the guest, um, Kim Bell-Mross. Um, she's uh, works with the reptiles and on the crew of AMC's The Walking Dead. And just a side note, guys, my crew and I are going to be at the Midwest Reptile Show tomorrow in Indianapolis. So if you're in the area, stop by the reptile show, stop by my table, say hi. All right, um, J.D., you've been kind of quiet for a little while. Uh, I know there's something stewing around in that head of yours. No, I, I was just thinking about the scene that she would talk about. It was eating or sitting down in the mud and the walkers go past. And that was the kind of introduction of the whispers coming in because they're going to, uh, like, find them, you know. <laughs> I remember that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, the whispers are coming. That is cool. I was wondering if they were going to work that in because um, – I knew about the whispers from the comics, but you know, after the events, so like the last season stuff, I didn't know if they were going to be able to work them in. Um, so it's it's really cool that they are. There's um, 
there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, obviously, I cannot speak on them. Um, right. But, you know, we're, we're back. We're, we're coming back uh, February 10th, and I think everybody is going to be really, um, really excited and shocked to see um, some of the things that take place. They've given us a little hint on some of the leads on TV um, with Megan and everyone. And so I just think everybody, as a fan of The Walking Dead, I'm really psyched um, about the storyline. So um, it's, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's cool. You, you're going to be excited. I think, you know, I think you're really going to like the way we've, we've spun this. So um, we're excited. February 10th. Good, good. I can't wait to see it. Um, like I said, I haven't seen any of this last season, so some of what you've been talking about is a little new to me. Um, but that's all right. Um, I love hearing about it. Uh, but, yeah, and, and, you know, it's like when they did uh, Carl's death and stuff, I know a lot of people, like myself included, were like, oh, no, they just ruined it. But they actually, the way they did it, it, it worked out really good for the storyline and everything. I think that there's a a lot of thought, right. a lot of work that went into that. There was, and and I think that they handled it beautifully um, with the letters, and um, mm-hmm. that was really his handwriting. Um, so he really sat down and wrote those letters. Um, and you know, I'm always torn because, like I said, you know, I'm part of the crew, and and I'm I'm there right. to protect the cast and the crew, and. But I'm also a mega fan, and so you know sometimes I'm I'm thinking as a fan, okay, that's not the way I want it done. But I have to remember, you know, it's not always about me. <laughs> right. I'd like to think that it is, but 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 I'm super excited um, about everything, and you know, um, our our makeup artist um, Kevin Wasner and um, and Gino. Um, they are the best in the industry. I mean, you're you're looking at it going, where does the makeup start and where does it end? You know, it just, you know, and, and then you've got Greg Nicotero, who is this just powerhouse man with special effects and and mm-hmm. brilliant mind. You know, um, it's it, it's just fascinating to get to work with some of these people who who are idols of mine. You know, I look up to these people already. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a a creepy girl, I guess. And I've always liked the horror movies and scary things. And, and so I'm right at home on set, but, but getting to work with these people that are in the industry that have done, you know, Freddie, um, what is it? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Mm -hmm. these guys did this way back then. They've just done the new Halloween. So, you know, I feel out of my element, and, you know, they're coming to me asking me, hey, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, do you know who you are? Like, you may think that I'm cool, but I just think you're way cooler than I could ever be. Um, just just that working with them has just been – that in its, in its own has been just absolutely phenomenal. And then, of course, we've got the actors. The actors, right. Right. Um, and um, I can't share them with y'all yet because the scenes haven't happened. But I've got some great pictures um, that I think um, 
and I'll send them to you once once it airs, and y'all can put it on your your um, podcast or whatever. But got some pretty interesting pictures um, from this past season. But like I said, they're they're under wraps until after the episode right. airs. But um, great stuff, great stuff's coming. All right, now Kim, let me ask you this: Did they ever put the makeup on you and let you be a walker? No. <laughs> You know, oh, man. I used to want to be. I used to want to be a walker. Um, I always said that was kind of something I wanted to do. Those walkers, wow! I mean, these people that do this. Remember, we're we're in Georgia. We're in middle to South Georgia, in the middle of summer. These people not only have on long sleeves, long pants, and things like that. They've got on full latex. And oh man! It's hot. It's hot. It is so hot that there's days that you see stars all day long because you're so hot. And we're working one one week. I know I worked 83 hours in one week. Um, these the, the people who, who play our walkers are awesome. I could not do what they do. Um, people always say to me on set, they're like, I could never do your job. I could never do it. I'm telling you, I have it easy. Um, the the walkers are phenomenal and they practice how to walk and they know how to carry their body a certain way and we have some that are just you know they they come and they are on all the time because they're so good at it and I said there's some mm-hmm. people that are just born to be a walker you know um, but I could never do it I I I don't have um, I don't have the strength to stand in the heat in all of that stuff, and I'm not that thin. I'm a thicker girl, so they would never believe in a heartbeat that I was wasting away on set. <laughs> so we'll we'll let we'll let the walkers keep on doing the walking, and I'll just keep on doing okay. the snake wrangling. Yeah, I was asking that because I knew like um, I knew that you know Greg Nicotero he. Uh, he played a walker a couple times, I believe. I know he was a he walker did. that bit Amy. Yeah, yeah he bit Amy, and yeah. I think there was one or two other times he was a walker. Yeah, and, and Gino, who is one of our head um, special effects makeup guys, he was actually Winston, who was the um, walker in the trash heap covered in the spikes. I think that was, oh, yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. favorite walker from last year. Yeah. So Gino was actually um, the walker from there, and um, he does all the special effects makeup, and that was my favorite walker from last year. This year, my favorite walker was the tree walker, the the one that the walker is actually growing, or the tree is actually growing through the walker. Um, that's my favorite walker, and, and that was done by a young man named Brandon, and he is just this kid, this young man, I just watch him and I'm like, how how do you emulate that so well? He is the best walker I've ever seen. And, and of course, they picked it up, Greg, and then picked it up immediately. And they're like, you. You know, he came just to be an extra in the background. And they were like, oh, no, you, you, you come here. We're going to start putting you as one of our main walkers. And he's he's awesome. So you'll see him a lot of stuff. Um but you won't recognize them because they always change them up. But that was my right, favorite walker right. this year. 
I, I get excited when I see like the, the walkers. I never know, you know, and I just, the creepy girl in me just gets giddy and I'm like, Oh my God, it's so cool. You know, I don't think they show them enough. Um, you know, we film it a lot and then, you know, editing gets a hold of it and they cut some of it out and you're like, no, that walker was amazing and nobody even saw all the detail, you know? So I wish the show could be longer so that everybody could really see um, everything that goes in it. Um, the props people, I mean, every, everybody kills it on that show. That crew is the hardest working crew I've ever worked with. And, and we're, we work so well together. We're all a big family. We, I love these people. This is my family, and um, we're like a well-oiled machine. I mean, we just kind of, we just kind of go at it, and it just, you know, we're filming 16 hours a day, um, but it's it's phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't ask for for better people to work with, um, but it's just, it's been fun. It's been fun. I. We did, they just released, um, I, I knew it was coming, but we will be doing season 10 next year, which um, I'm really excited about. So that will start, we'll start filming probably at the end of May, beginning of June, and um, and I'll be back catching snakes and critters mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff and living the dream. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, you just brought up an interesting point, I mean... Um, you're handling the snakes and the reptiles that are found on set and, you know, getting them to safety and educating people in the process. What about other critters uh, that, I mean, some of the mammals or, and things of that nature? We have, yeah, we have a lot of armadillos on set, and mm-hmm. um, and they they have very poor eyesight. So, you know, you'll be standing there, and they just come right up on you. I mean, they'll run right across your feet. And so you kind of have to be on your toes and not be real flighty when you're on set um, because you never know when one's going to pop out because they are everywhere down there. Um, But we do have um, the scene where we were filming with Michonne in the rain, and she cuts the walker down that was hanging, he he was hanging from a noose from a tree. Um, That night was one of my favorite nights on set because we had Bob White quails on set. And I could hear them, and we were actually having a hard time shooting these scenes because he would not shut up. Well, they were appalled that he wouldn't shut up. I'm, like, so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, do you know how rare that is? Like, I haven't heard one of those since I was a kid. You should be honored. They're like, what is it? I said, it's a quail. You don't understand. Their habitat's been destroyed. So we had seven. There were seven distinct different calls around the property that night. And um, so it made it difficult for our sound guy um, to shoot this scene because the quails just kept on going and going and going. Um, but we have coyotes too, and and not just a few. We've got lots and lots and lots, and um, they love like hilltop. Um, that's a real vegetable garden in there, and so we also our crew. Some of them, and if they're listening, forgive me, but they know it's true. They're slobs, 
And so we have crafty there, catering and everything, and everybody's got food, and they just kind of stuff it away under something. Well, of course, we're going to have wildlife come in, and especially in the hilltop. Uh-huh. Um, we've had rabbits in there, raccoons. Sometimes you'll see a tuft of fur, and it's kind of stuck on one of the railroad ties in um, Hilltop, and I'm like, guys, y'all got to start picking up your food. This is you know, bringing everything in here. Um, and then the deer, and the deer are huge because they've been there forever and nobody's hunting them. Um, so it's just – it's so it's so cool. It's so beautiful. Um, fox, bobcat, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much there. Um, we hear them. We see them. I find scat all the time. People are constantly taking pictures of poop and coming up to me on set. What is this? What is this? <laughs> so I'm getting better at scat. Um, so it's, you know, it's just cool. It's, it's um, any person who loves the great outdoors um, would thoroughly enjoy this. It does get hot, um, but it's, there's never a day, you know, when I'm watching the sunrise or I'm watching it set and I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm on the walking dead. It just um, doesn't matter what they throw at me. It would never, it's could never compare to what they've given me by habitat animals. Um, yeah. You know, the size of the animals. It, it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and that leads me to another question just kind of popped up in my mind where you were talking there about, like, the, the calls and everything, wildlife. Uh, are there times when they've left those calls in? Because, I mean, honestly, a call from wildlife in southern Georgia and when they're out in the, filming out in the wild, that would just add a little bit of realism to the show, I think, if it, unless it's a, yeah. inappropriate time. you know, well, we technically, you know, we're filming in South Georgia, but technically – now we're supposed to be kind of up in Virginia, which right. we have a lot of the same stuff. Um, we, um, they, they. I know that we have a lot of the the chorus frogs and stuff at night in some of the night scenes. But honestly, you know what? I don't even know if they've added that in or if that's what we were shooting that night. To be honest, yeah. I, I I don't even know. Um, but it, it gets noisy, you know, on the sets at night. Um, flying squirrels, that was a, that was really fun, the night of the flying squirrels, and people didn't know that, that there were f- such things as flying squirrels. So that was hilarious um, with the crew, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God, what was that? Something just flew over my head. They're spats, and I said, no, they're flying squirrels. And we had a whole colony of flying squirrels um, really close um, close by but we also um, keeping things authentic. That just kind of reminded me the scene with Norman and the snake um, when he he killed the snake. We were having a hard time, you know, finding ethical. How do you find an already dead snake ethically? You know, you you've got to find the ethical source. You've got to make uh-huh. sure that whoever your source is did not just go and find some snakes and kill them. Um, and so one of the the prop people said, yeah, I got these Western Diamondbacks, and um, so if we can't find any, we're going to use those. And I said, no, we're not. 
we are not using Western diamond bags. I said, if you had Eastern diamond bags, we would use the Eastern diamond bags because that is what would be in this location. But we are not using Western diamond bags. I said, I'm not going to have that on my name where my friends watch it and go, Kim, you knew better. Why were y'all using those snakes that aren't even in that, that area? Right. So it was funny. I was like, we can't use those. We can't. I will find the snakes. I will source them. Um, and and we were really, really lucky um, that, you know, I've got a lot of good friends um, at the Orient Society and at the Rattlesnake Conservancy, and we okay, were able yeah. to ethically source the the snakes, which was perfect for the Humane Society because they're on set as well. And mm-hmm. so they monitor everything we do. You know, we've got a lot of horses. We've got dogs this year, and he's been fun. Um, so, you know, having the animals, even if they're dead, the Humane Society has to approve everything, um, which is great. I think it's it's great. I'm so proud to work on a show that is ethical. And um, so it's it's been um, – really good to be able to work with them and kind of see how all of that plays out. But yeah. it's it's good. It's good. Well, on that, I mean, I almost hate to ask, but um, what about the, uh, the red-foot tortoise that Ingrid ate? Um, was that supposed to be, you know, like somebody's pet that got loose or got turned loose when the apocalypse happened? You or? know, I was not – uh, I was not with them at that point, okay. so I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't with them at that point, so I don't know. Um, and sometimes, you know, we have animal people that that bring in animals. Um, like I said, we've got dog this year. Um, Daryl has a pet, and um, oh, cool. so dog dog has been awesome on set, and of course. Yeah. I'm a big dog person as well as a snake person, so being away from my my fur kids, um, it was nice to have a, a dog on there. And, and I got to actually train um, with one of them. We had several, you know, play the role of dog, and and one of the trainers actually needed some help, and he's like, are you busy? And I said no. So I got to pretend to be Norman, and we went through some roles and some different scenarios of scenes that are coming up um, so that I – you know, I could help train with dog, okay. and, and that was awesome. So keeping, you know, always keeping the animals going on set. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, now J.D., if you start acting like a zombie, I'm going to hit you in the head really hard. No, no. I was actually going to say a good question, but you said some of the actors are afraid of snakes and stuff. I just want to know one thing. Is Jeffrey D. Morgan afraid of snakes? Because that's, that actually was Rick's. Rick Scott, you know, passing and stuff. You see Negan going back into he's the not. game again. Kind of. he's, he's not. He is not afraid of snakes. Um, actually, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a huge animal person. Um, so he loves, you know, I catch the, the one day. I, I kid you not, I knew, I know where every snake is on set, and usually I don't take them out of their habitat. The way I look at it is we're visiting their home, mm-hmm. you know, so I take everybody out. I hold on to them for a little while, and when we're done shooting, I put people back or put you put the snakes back, and, and I knew <laughs> this one cottonmouth. I'd been watching her all season, and I knew she was grabbing, and I thought she is going to pop, and sure enough, 
She did. <laughs> and there were baby cotton mouths everywhere. Well, of course, I was so excited. Um, and and oh, yeah. I can't really talk about what happened, but there there's, you know, some scenes coming up. We do a lot of water scenes, but but I'm down in the creek, and I'm just, you know, picking up cotton mouths, picking up cotton mouths. And I've got a bucket full of these little baby cotton mouths, just cotton mouths everywhere. And and um, everybody was so excited to see them. And, and, you know, normally I think people, you know, you hear that they chase, they're aggressive. They're, they're like, wow, they're nothing like I thought. And I said, exactly. No. Now when somebody tells you something, you can say, nope. I saw a bucket no. full of them. I was near them. You know, and I carried nah. that bucket around with me all day long. So I kept all the baby cotton mouths. Um, I told the mom I was going to take good care of them, and um, and I did. <laughs> and then they were released when we were done shooting. But um, can't give a whole lot of who all was in that scene, but they were very excited about the baby cotton mouths. Um, oh, yeah, I mean. So. Yeah, I mean, cotton mouths. They've got like the worst reputation ever, but they are the most peaceful snake you'll ever encounter. Exactly, exactly. Um, we, I have a pet. He lives here. Um, he swims mm-hmm. in my bathtub. <laughs> um, he's fantastic. And and when people tell me that, I just look at them and I'm like, "You're crazy. This is not no." Yeah. Water snakes, though. Water snakes are very bitey. Um, and and I think that's usually what people are talking about. They just assume. Yeah. Near the water is is a cottonmouth, and it's not. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I go down Herpin into southern Illinois um, once or twice a year, and there's just hundreds of. It's northern extent of the range of the western cottonmouth, but there's a lot of them there. Um, and I've never been in any danger. I've seen and photographed hundreds of them. I love them. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No. Standing in these creek beds and in these river beds, you know, because we've got cast and crew around everywhere, and they are all around us. And if mm-hmm. I've got 200 people on set, if they're so aggressive, why has nobody been bit? I mean, I exactly. stay on top of my job. But right. these guys don't – I do the chasing. There's The only chasing that happens is me trying to catch those suckers because they are fast. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with me. Um, so I have to really go at it. I have to, you have to stay on your, on your toes sometimes on this job because, you know, you get the coach whips and the black racers and the cotton yeah. and they are so fast. Um, and I even tell them when, the, when we have the black racers or coach whips on set, I said, you know what, just don't worry about me catching him <laughs> because I'm not going to. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> chase them off you do. I know. I just kind of tap them on the butt if I can get close enough just to kind of shoo them away. And I'm like, look, they're harmless. We're safer with them here. Just, you know, ignore him if you see him. Um, so it's, uh, you know, some of them, I, you know, I try to get everybody, but I know what I'm made of. You know, I'm 48 now. I'm, I'm not good for running down uh, coach whips and, and um black racers anymore it's just not I I have caught a few on set um and to the horror of the hilltop guests there's actually a bunch of black racers that live right there on hilltop right near the vegetable garden (laughs) and I caught one one day and the the extras on hilltop were standing on top of the picnic table and she's screaming 
And I'm like, we're shooting a scene, you know, hush, stop. And, and then, of course, like every black racer, it bites me. And this woman yeah. who is petrified of snakes, she's freaking, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. Just, you know, <laughs> calm down. It's all good. We're in the wild. This happens. Um, yep. So always, I always get bit on set. If, if there's a black racer and I can catch it, I'm going to get bit. That's just the way it is. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. That and the water snakes, I'm going to get bit. Yeah. Hey, Kim, I hate yeah. to do this because, I mean, we could keep going with this all night. This has been an awesome show, but we are we ran out of Thanks. time a little while ago. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, I just lost all time. Time, so I apologize. Uh, I yeah, no, no problem. This is one of the coolest shows we've done in a very long time, and I, I definitely awesome. want to thank you for coming on and being – yeah, yeah well, I'm really awesome talking to you guys. Yeah, well, I Good. hope that you guys stay warm. I'm going to try to stay warm down here, but also doing a little herping, so I'll keep you guys in mind when I find something. Um, oh, you had but to, thanks you for had having to me put on. Rub that in. <laughs> I did. You had to I say did. something like that. <laughs> I did, yes. Yes, I had I'm to say something the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're catching Ouch. snakes down here. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah. I'm hurt. So you yeah, guys, I'm seriously hurt. Hang tight, and yeah. Well, you know, call me. I can call in again. We can do this again. Yeah. Um. So just let me know. But okay. say hey to all of our Walking Dead fans out there. I love you guys. We all love you guys. And thanks for we're fixing to start our tenth season. So keep on watching. All right. Count on it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later, Kim. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wow, J.D., that was an awesome show, bud. <laughs> that was, man. They found out stuff that you, I didn't think about the actors, you know, like Norman. You know, that's Daryl. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's pretty cool. Well, Jeffrey I mean, Morgan and yeah. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, it was yeah, a really kinda, cool show, brother. Oh, it was. I mean, all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff you never thought of. And I honestly, just watching a show, you never think of, oh, yeah, they're in the wild. There's going to be wildlife there. Somebody needs to shoe off the wildlife or keep it contained until the shooting's over, then, you know, turn it loose. So it's a very I, I educational thought, I, show I, as well. I'd ask about gators, though. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh we got to bring her back on. Um, we got to bring him back All on right. and ask. I didn't think about gators, J.D. I mean, you know, I live up here in Illinois. You're in Pennsylvania. I didn't even think about gators. So, yeah, we, that might be interesting. So we got to bring him back on and talk about gators. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right, J.D., um, it was a wonderful show, as always. You know, I love working with you, man. Um, we got through the possible mishaps of today with the snowfall on my satellite dish and all that. And um, so, anyway, uh, who we got? We got anybody coming on next week? Yeah, we actually we have a, actually we're booked uh, in the January herpet time, right. so we're good, man. We got Jeremy Turgeon coming on. That's brass man reptiles. He plays the he plays the trumpet, I believe. 
But he's been okay, around cool. for a long time. I think he, I think I've seen videos with him with Kevin McCurley and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. You know, but he's on next week, so that should be a that should be a cool show. We had to break him yeah. into the rock, though. You know what I mean? The yeah, rock absolutely. music scene. You know, you gotta get him into that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, all right, awesome. Well, my friend, I will talk to you soon. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Herpin' Time Radio instead of taking time to think about how your actions affect the world. Um, and uh, we will see you soon. Until then, you know, be good to each other. Don't do anything stupid. I do stuff stupid all the time, so don't be like me. Um, and I'm going to quit rambling on and it's time to rock, rock, brother. brother. <laughs> oh, and hey, come to Indy tomorrow. Indianapolis, Indiana, the fairgrounds, Midwest Reptile Show. Just look up Midwest Reptile Show. Come there. Uh, you can come up and hang out with me for a while if you want to. If you don't, I understand. I don't even like myself. So, um, anyway, I hope to see some of you guys in Indianapolis tomorrow. So, all right, see you. Let's see. We'll play this one right here.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.